0: Hello and welcome to Connected episode 412. It's made possible this week by our sponsors Tex Expander, Trade Coffee, Source Graph, and Ladder. My name is Stephen Hackett and I'm joined by Mr. Mike Hurley.
1: Hello. <laughs> Are you okay?
0: <laughs> I was drinking
1: water when you were talking. <laughs>
0: Instead of just waiting
1: like a sensible person, I decided I would drink the water really quickly, mm. and that made everything way worse. Um, I am joined by a more competent podcaster, Federico Vettici. Hello, I I am not drinking water, and it's good to be here. You should in like in general.
2: Okay, okay. Let me drink water then. Jeez. Okay. Please. Here I'm I mean, drinking water. It's
1: it's good to be hydrated. I got some tea. Good to be hydrated. It's one, one of the most important things as a podcaster is to be hydrated. Water is good, you know. Yeah. So it's a good drink.
0: Let's start with some follow-up. Follow-up. Mike, I have good news for you. Excellent. Your MobilityWare Solitaire game Uh is on Apple Arcade. Incredible. (laughs) Who knew? I'm going to go for it. Caleb knew. Caleb sent this in. Yeah. You need to download this and and write a review on Mac Stories. Uh, I don't want to do that. That is like a
1: job which I wouldn't enjoy, I think. Uh, But I'm happy that it still exists. (laughs) Uh, I don't really like Solitaire that much. So this is like a similar thing of like there was just not many games because John Voorhees also had Jerbo Match or whatever it was called in his Mm -hmm. top ten. I think it was just there wasn't a lot of apps, right? So everybody downloaded what was there.
0: Yeah, it was, oh, this looks fun. I'll check it out. And I remember too, Mm -hmm. I think we probably spoke about this last week, part of it was just like the exploration of what was possible, right? Because we just didn't know... Mm-hmm. you know what developers could do and so I felt like for a long time every new app I downloaded like it really didn't add like new functionality or a new experience to the iPhone that hasn't been true in a long time for the most part but it's it's cool to uh it's cool to look back that was a lot of fun last week
1: on the last episode I surprised you both by letting you know that Shazam uh, used to be a, a call-in service yeah a couple of days later Apple, Celebrated Shazam turning 20 years old and noting that it used to be a call-in service. Uh, so Sh- Shazam launches as a text message service, August 2002, based in the UK. At the time, users could identify songs by dialing 2580 on their phone and holding it up as the song played. They were then sent an SMS message telling them the song title and name of the artist. That comes from Apple's newsroom blog.
2: What's the international prefix for the UK? Plus
1: 44? Plus 44, four, yep. So Are you going to try zero and call
2: four them? 00442580. Zero zero four
1: I don't know if it works anymore. Do you have music playing? Well, I, I can. Let's see. If you if it works.
2: O- open music.
1: I mean, realistically, it's well, us it it easier if you would have just asked me to do this.
2: Oh, no, it's not working. <laughs> right. Do you want me
1: to try? Yes. Instead? This probably yes. makes more sense, right? Let me see what happens. Uh, two, five, eight, zero. Oh, that's good. It's just one straight line down. It's a good number.
0: Oh, that's clever.
1: Calling. Please tell me that somebody picks up. Tell
2: them you're on a podcast.
1: Nothing's actually happening. Oh, no. It just says calling, but there's no actual sound. Oh,
0: that's sad. Your phone that needs sad. a cooling system, like Federico's yeah. did in the pro show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. GetConnectedPro.co.
1: I don't think it's active Okay. Anymore. It's not active anymore. That's
0: too bad. What a ride, though, to go from a dial in service in the UK to being an option and control center on the iPhone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Not sure I appreciate the UK part of that. I mean, just that it started in one country. I didn't mean it as a slight against your nation. It's just All like. Right,
1: but here's the thing, though. No, because if, if this would have started in America, you wouldn't have said USA. You you wouldn't have said oh imagine that to have started as a call in service Look, in the don't USA. Don't Casey
0: list me. I will not be Casey list. No, you're Casey listing me.
1: Is what's happening, Federico. You understand what I'm saying, right? If it would have been an American service, he wouldn't have said USA.
2: Hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Right. He wouldn't have said oh imagine that as a phone service in America and now you're in control center.
2: Yeah, it was it was said uh, it was said in a slightly. Uh, Not pejorative way, but like, oh, from this cute, small, queen country in Mm -hmm. Europe, the UK. You may have heard of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, but most Americans um, refer to other countries like that.
0: Can you guys give me two minutes to answer my door? So now look at this. He's he's backing away from the podcast. You guys keep talking. Whatever you say, I'm going to leave in unless I decide not to leave it in. I think I'm just going to wait until he comes back.
1: I, I don't have anything funny enough to say. Unless you do, Federico. Do you have any grievances you want to air about Stephen?
2: About Stephen? Uh, well, not in particular. Um, he's, a, he's a good person, you know. He's a good man. Oh,
1: this is... A, see, Now he will leave this in.
2: And I, I, I don't have anything bad to say about Stephen. Every time I ask him for favors, he does them. And very quickly also.
1: Should we just swear a bunch? <laughs> Uh, before we started the recording at all federico very excitedly told me to which i became very excited that there's a new arctic monkeys album coming this year mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. good news
2: that's good excellent news called the car
1: the so car that's,
2: a, that's the name of the album the car so you get to
1: listen to and you're in the car yeah the car in the car
2: the car in the car
1: i'm kind of just waiting now has he gone even I bet this is
0: something to do with his calendar.
2: Hey, oh, hey. Was Who that something was to do with your calendar? Okay. Was it the postman? It w- well, was it was the
0: FedEx man. Mike, you know what this is.
1: Secrets already.
0: It's right here. Oh, is it good? I don't know. Do we do a live unboxing? Just tell people what it is. Yeah. Every September, <laughs> we're just gonna do this. Saint uh, Relay FM raises money for Saint Jude Children's Research Hospital. It's a hospital and research institution that serves kids and their families from all over the world. Their research is shared freely around the world, and every September we raise money for their work. Uh, this year, if you go to stjude.org slash relay, you will see two options. Mm-hmm. One, you can donate directly like you always have, and there's some really cool rewards for that. But if you want to sign up and do your own fundraising team and fundraise alongside us and get your family and friends and coworkers involved there's a different set of uh really cool rewards incentives. for that incentives incentives I think yes. is the legal word we're supposed to use one of them I got the te- I got the test print we did a desk mat of the co-founder sticker head artwork <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I,
1: I've just put in the Discord and people can see at stjude.org slash relay. You can scroll down and see an artist's rendition of the desk, mat. Oh my gosh. But Steven just received the first test sample. This is incredible. desk, Matt. Come on, I need a picture.
0: Okay, let me, uh, it's really big. I need to sit on my floor, hang on.
1: So I'll talk a little bit more. So we're going to be kind of kicking off the official proper messaging about this next week that was the plan but you can go and see all of this now at std.org slash relay and as steven said you can uh you can give uh yourself and there are a bunch of great re- uh, rewards for that we have a sticker pack but also uh, some wallpapers and this year just an incredible macOS screensaver that james thompson made which is just unbelievably incredible um, these will be available and sent out after the campaign is over and so you can donate and that's amazing but if you sign up and fundraise on our behalf where you'll be fundraising yourself and you can go out to your friends, your family, your co-workers, maybe you can stream maybe you can share it on your podcast on your website anybody that raises one dollar gets a relay FM, uh, Challenge Coin, Relay FM Saint You Challenge Coin. These are only available to people that raise at least one dollar through fundraising themselves. But if you raise over two hundred and fifty dollars, uh, you will receive a desk mat of the co founder heads. Oh my god, it looks incredible and it's huge.
0: Yeah, I put a field notes on it for Oh my size. It's so good. It's really good. Wow, it's
1: so good. I'm getting one soon. So, we, you know, we'll be doing a lot of streaming throughout September. Me and Stephen will have these on our desks while we stream. It's incredible. This looks so much better than I imagined it was going to look. Yes, I am into this. Wow. So stjudeorg slash relay. We'll talk about it more next week. But, uh, you know, don't delay. Start fundraising today.
0: Oh, that's really good. You just come up with that.
1: Off the top of your head? Off the top of my old dome. Yeah, I'm just so amped up and excited after seeing this thing.
0: Not bad for for, uh, an old man. Younger than you. That's that's true. Yes, we would love if people would uh, get involved this year.
1: I rescind it. This was worth you going and answering the door.
0: Yes. Wait. Did you say it wasn't? Um, I was talking trash. Oh, it was
1: so. It was so mad. It's like I was talking I understand. trash. Understand? Yeah, this I is so unprofessional. Trash. We're
2: in the midst of recording yep. a
1: podcast. <laughs> it was lots of things like that.
0: You know. It's also his company. Yeah. I knew that's what it was. I had to go. It actually
1: wasn't. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just didn't like the pressure in the moment.
0: Well, speaking of pressure in the moment, you want to let people know what happened on the Club Mac Stories Town Hall yesterday? Yeah, so uh, we, uh,
1: Stephen and I contributed to the kind of anniversary of Club Max Stories, um, and it was like a town hall thing they did in their Discord. Uh, I will say I was encouraged during the Discord to do a very impromptu, quick, connected quiz, where I just asked the two of them one simple question. Basically, could the other guess what the other was just about to say? There was 100 points on the line. They both lost 100 points. So the (laughs) overall totals of Steven and Federico have decreased by 100. Steven now has 2,873 points. Federico has 2,201 points. Uh, That is an an update for you all, for those keeping score. Basically, nothing's changed except they've both gone down.
0: Is there anything else we need to do in follow-up? I don't think so. I mean, I don't. We can just skip. We can skip over that. We don't have to. Well,
1: there is that. a thing that was a topic actually <laughs> mm-hmm. that I thought had been there taken out something. of the show, but it's been snuck in here, and I think we were just trying to be tricked. St- uh, Federica, what is in this document?
2: Uh, there's a line of text that says the fate of the Hackett's M2 Air. So, yeah, what's the fate? To
0: recap, my wife has been using an M1 MacBook Air with a whatever the small, the LG 4K Ultra Fine, I think it's 21 and a half inches, about the same size as the old small iMac. And uh, she's using that for a while. She has a, <laughs> a tiny desk in the corner of our den. I got this M2 Air. It was going to be hers. The M1 Air was going to replace a 2018 Intel MacBook Air the kids have been using for homework and that sort of thing. Had it all planned out. The problem is that I really like the M2 Air. And so I, you know, uh, set it up. I used it for a while. I uh, put Ventura on it and wrote my review, which we talked about last week. I've been telling her, it's like, hey, you know, this machine is going to be yours. We're going to, uh, you know, one evening or, you know, over the course of a day, I'll, you know, do all the, you know, like two or three data migrations necessary to make all this work. And uh, we ended up doing something different. So she's decided that she wants to, uh, she doesn't really use her computer that much. She's she's mostly iPad first at home. And we're talking about redoing our DIN. It's like the desk was going to have to move and we weren't sure where it was going to go. And so there's all these other factors affecting her setup kind of at the same time as I'm changing these computers around. Uh-huh. Why do you keep laughing? Be quiet. <laughs> so at the... At the end of the day, she's decided to forego her external display and just use a notebook. But she wanted to have Mm. uh, something Mm. potentially a little bit bigger than the Air. So she now has my 14-inch MacBook Pro. Okay. Yeah. So she's got the 14-inch MacBook Pro. She's using it standalone. I've got the Air. Okay. Okay. And the kids have the M1.
1: No, this is fair. Mary wins. Because I thought Mary was about to lose. That's why I thought yeah. this was going. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: Mary um, wins. Mary gets a ThinkPad. No, <laughs> uh... I have a great iBook G3. Yeah, it's yeah. bigger. <laughs> yeah, and it's orange. What do you want? I mean, that's what I wanted on this machine. So, the uh, she did once. At, there's a story. It's on a Mac story somewhere. I wrote about the clamshell iBook a few years ago, and she modeled it for me. And I, I don't. She hasn't let me live that down yet. So yeah, that's that's what we've done. And man, I just I gotta say, like, I have this 2018 Intel Air now in my office. That keyboard is so bad. I know we talked about it for so long, and the 2018 was like the final revision of the butterfly keyboard, but yep. it sounds and feels like garbage and the spacebar is broken. So I gotta I gotta do a repair on that machine. But it's uh that's where we ended up. So I've got the air, she has my 14-inch MacBook Pro. Uh I do have a user set up on that machine. None I I mean I, I had to go back to Monterey on it because it had Ventura. So my user is basically just empty but on the occasion that it would be useful for me to have a machine with hdmi and more inputs like uh you know occasionally i get pulled into like running av for something at church or with the scouts or something that i can use that machine if i if i need it so that's where we uh that's where we ended up okay that's ended up pretty well i think so yeah and she she really likes it she's been using it and um we're going to disassemble her desk, and I don't know what to do with that LG 4K display, but uh, I'll, I'll find a home for that. Send it to Casey. This episode of Connected is made possible by Text Expander. When you work on a small team, every moment counts. You don't want to be wasting your time finding video conference details to send a new client. You don't want to track down the same FAQs from the company website over and over. These are the kinds of things you want at your fingertips so you can get work done faster, and that's why you need Text Expander. With Text Expander, you can access what you type the most with just a few keystrokes, allowing you to work faster and eliminate repetition, letting you focus on what matters most to you. Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations streamline your team's work. All you have to do is type a short abbreviation, and Text Expander does the rest for you. You just build and collect your most commonly used phrases, messages, URLs, and more right within Text Expander, then create your chosen abbreviation. And they'll be with you wherever you type. You can even customize the snippets by having them automatically add in things like dates, fill in the blank fields, timestamps, and more. This makes sure that you keep the personality in the communication you send. Text Expander is available on any device you use, across any app you use Mac, Windows, Chrome, and iOS. I use Text Expander all day, every day. I have a bunch of URLs in there for membership support, I have a drop down one set up. So when I we send payments to people, I need to have like, uh, you know, standardized information in the different forms. And I've just built a text expander snippet to take care of that for me. So it's always right. I'm not having payments bounce back because of a typo. If repetitive typing is getting you down, you need text expander. Check out TextExpander today at textexpander.com slash connected. And you can get 20% off your first year. That's textexpander.com slash connected. To say goodbye to repetitive typing, our thanks to Text Expander for their support of the show.
1: Apple event, yeah, September seventh. Yes. It was predicted, and it is happening. There is a part in person event, um, and uh, but it's all going to be streamed. It seems as kind of as it has been. Uh, I I guess the kind of mixture is people will be there and will be able to watch it. But they I don't, will be watching what we see. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think we. We. I mean, I don't think we super know. Like no. on the surface of it, it seems like it's what it used to be. Right? People are there, and then we're w- watching something. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they're watching real people on stage or not seems to be unknown. So I, I don't know.
1: Very good point. I'm just making assumptions. Like I just. They can do, they did it with way more people at WWDC, right? Just sat them down and made them watch a video. Um, But this allows for the hands-on areas and the briefings and all that kind of stuff Mm. to happen in the environment that they would like. Um, Who knows? Uh, None of us, right, got invited to go? No. Out? No. No? we just all kind of got emails to say hey tune and we're
2: in we're all upset no that's that's not no, really true. no we're not <laughs> we, <laughs> we really did
1: aren't. this one i did this once already this year it didn't go great so wasn't mm. keen on doing it again mm. um iphones apple watches i guess is what we're expecting yeah especially now we're gonna talk about iOS 16.1 later uh, on but yeah it seems pretty mm. clear cut now what's what mm-hmm. will and won't be at this event
0: I mean, it seems like this one's pretty nailed down. I I feel like we've known about the four phone strategy (laughs) for a long time now. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've read a lot about the Apple Watch Pro that, you know, German in particular has, has written a lot about. So I don't know if we'll see many surprises here hardware wise. The only sort of wild card in my mind is something something AirPods you know maybe new airpods pro uh,
2: well it's about time for the pro 2 for yeah. sure um mm-hmm. maybe the a new Max uh, iteration uh but for sure like it's a, it's about time i think for the for a second for a revision to the airpods pro it's been it's been over, over 2 years i believe at yeah. this point but yeah hardware wise like i agree that's possibly i mean and i mean there's always like the wild like accessory prediction, like they're going to do a new cleaning cloth or something.
0: (laughs) You're just going to be in the New York Times again.
2: Well, prepare for the grand return of Mr. Vitici in the New York Times if they do that. Uh, You know me, I'm a a collector of cleaning cloths. And uh, yeah, but that's, you know, we'll have to see what they do. Uh, But yeah, I guess I am I am curious myself about the positioning of the Apple Watch Pro model, because typically um, pro models like sure, the the iPhone Pros and the iPad Pros are like they are very broadly aimed at professionals like uh, on the iPad Pro. the, The Pro features are, you know, there's some there's some functionalities that sure, artists can take advantage of, but really. Pro means best model. That's what it means. And same on the iPhone. Like, sure, some features are directly aimed at photographers, Mm -hmm. but really Pro means this is the best version of the iPhone that you can get. Um, There was an article on The Verge, I think, from last year that, like, Pro has lost all its meaning now. And I kind of agree with that. Pro just means the more expensive one with more stuff. So... In the context of the Apple Watch, the rumors that we've heard so far are pointing at a watch aimed at, like, people who are into extreme sports and, you know, so this is like a rugged version... And I kind of understand all of that because they want to capture the market uh, where companies like Fitbit and Garmin are still very much selling these more advanced watches for those kinds of activities. So watches that you can go multiple days, you can go on a hike, and it's got a giant battery in it, and it's got more accurate GPS, a more accurate altimeter, for example, all that kind of stuff. There's still a market of, of people buying those more advanced watches. But isn't that too small a niche for Apple to say this is Apple Watch Pro? So I kind of wonder if, sure, those features will be in the Apple Watch Pro, but the positioning from Apple will be a little broader so that people like Mike and I, I don't think we are into extreme sports, last time I checked, but also people like Mike and I could say, you know what, this is the best version, I'm just going to get an Apple Watch Pro. I'm curious
1: about that. Uh yes, I've had that thought too. Like I, if the features of this thing are like it's strong, it's tough. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, I don't need those, right? Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> Stephen <stronger>. does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I don't need those features. And even just like so th- that I mean, you know, and there's things they could add to it maybe that I'd be more interested in. Like for me, bigger screen. No, I don't think I would need the watch to be bigger. So like, But, you know, some people would want that. And that's not about rugged at all. It's just about like, oh, do you really love the Apple Watch or wouldn't it be better if it was bigger? Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know, that's the way it is for, for a lot of devices. Um, so I am intrigued to see what they position this as. Uh, I do agree that like whilst I wanted it to be called Apple Watch Extreme because I thought that was fun. Uh, Apple Watch Pro is probably just a better catch-all name to cover off a bunch of people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they can say it's stronger, they can say it's more durable, but that doesn't make it a rugged sports watch. But they can say it has longer battery life and a bigger screen, and people are going to, you know, and that kind of appeals to a whole bigger, more broad set of people that way. Without, you know, just, so it's the Pro 1, it's just got more of all of it. So that that's the one thing that that
2: I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, everything else seems that we pretty much know what's going to happen. The mini iPhone is going away. We're gonna get the you know two sizes per line of iPhone 14. Um, I I guess maybe the other area where, and this is also where we get the points usually for our risky pick for the Rikis, which are coming up, uh, but iOS taking advantage of new stuff that's exclusive to the 14 line. That's maybe an area where there could be surprises waiting for us. I'm sure there's going to be some
1: photography-related addition, like a new... I expect there'll be quite a lot of that for the Pro phone if the things are true, right? Um, Yeah. You know, which is the removal of the notch, uh, the addition of an always-on display, Mm -hmm. uh, and... I don't know if they'll do software stuff for the camera because the camera on the Pro is like a physically different thing potentially is what the rumors are. It's like a 48 megapixel camera. So that on its own will be enough. Honestly, I was thinking about this. I hope that this is the removal of that sweater mode thing. What was it called? Um, Um, Diffusion. Diffusion. I hope that the higher megapixel camera means they can get rid of that feature. Yeah, Um, yeah. Because I a lot of the time don't like what it does to my images, M- and yep. I think they shouldn't need to do that anymore if mm-hmm. they have a higher megapixel camera, which will still just be binned down so they can take advantage of all of the additional information coming from the sensor
2: yeah. so I still think if they are <laughs> if they are increasing the the RAM on on the pro models, I still think that <laughs> well eh, I don't know. Could they do it? Hmm. Uh, But split view on the iPhone, I still think that it would make sense. Now, I cannot reuse this as a a risky pick in our game because that was my uh, risky pick for WWDC. Uh, But I still think multitasking on the big iPhones Apple probably needs to do more
1: on that front Uh, especially if they're gonna go stage manager is what you're saying (laughs) stage
2: stage manager on iPhone
1: stage manager on the iPhone iPhone. I mean honestly
2: like that UI would probably make more sense on a phone (laughs) with the cut with with the little cards that you can swipe away? It's just a smaller stage. <laughs> I mean, at at that point, you're kind of remaking webOS, if you think about it. And you have those little well, stacks wouldn't of... Wouldn't that be wonderful, You have though. those little stacks of Windows that you can swipe away to multitask? I mean, come mm. on. Man. Do,
0: you, I remember when they introduced the Plus phones, and it was like, you can turn your phone sideways, and everything <laughs> changes. I mean, that all just went away. I will say,
1: Federico, to to your point there, like... The fact that there will be two large phones, Mm -hmm. if they're going to do it, they could do it,
2: (laughs) right? Imagine imagine if they do. I will lose my mind if they do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would be so happy, honestly. Because I I honestly find myself wishing for it all the time. Mm -hmm. And if there's a company that can make it look nicer than Android, I mean, Apple
1: can do it. Just from a fundamental level, it works, because picture-in-picture exists. Exactly, I can fill up like a large portion of my phone with Picture in Picture, and I do frequently. And I can still use my phone, right? So, like, yeah. you know, I I would love to see it. Uh, you'd love to see it.
2: You can have you can have Picture in Picture on a phone. You can have a keyboard that floats on one side or the other side. I mean, why not have split view at this point? You can do drag and drop between amps. I mean, all all the parts are there. But also, this is a, like a major developer related thing that probably needs to wait for a WWDC if they ever do it. But I mean, on on iOS, you're essentially, I don't want to say that you're, that you're scraping the bottom of a barrel these days when it comes to innovation on, on the phone OS, but also they kind of are. And I mean, widgets are saving them this year. But really, like what, well, we'll talk about this. This is sort of the angle that I'm taking for my iOS review. So we'll talk about this later, but yeah.
1: Uh, we're doing the Rickies next week.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: happy for two-week notices to come back. Yes. So happy. Thank you to whoever did that. Having Not having, because we would have had, you know, we wouldn't have had 10 minutes notice. It would have been a bit like a day, and it would have sucked. <laughs> right? So I'm so happy uh, that we get, we get more notice.
2: Well, although that means that iOS is coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. and and i i <laughs> you know i'm starting to feel that pressure of yeah it's happening i really hope it's not the day after the event i hope they stick to next week so we'll see do you, what do you, what do you think though right i think like- they i think they're going to do the following monday i was hoping i my perfect scenario would be the following Wednesday. So a week from today, uh, when it's event day, obviously. My 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 ideal scenario would be at the event or in a press release, they say uh, next week on Wednesday. So I have a full week to finish everything. But I think it's also very likely uh, that they're going to do Monday instead of
1: Wednesday of the following week. Let's try and plan out some of these dates here i at my calendar open, right? So, so I think
2: they're gonna do iOS on the 12th. Uh, so we've got Monday.
1: event on the 7th, iOS yeah. on the 12th. Are I we think. thinking iPhones on the 16th? Yeah. So pre-orders on the 9th. Right.
2: Uh, where's the September calendar? So so, so that's the so s- the 9th yeah. is Friday. Exactly. Exactly. So they could also do so I mentioned Wednesday because in the past they have done new iOS releases on the Wednesday with the new iPhones coming out on the Friday. They have done this. Although I believe that in the past couple of years they have released iOS on a Monday. Hence why I'm mentioning the twelve instead.
1: Maybe maybe they do it on Tuesday. They'll give you give one extra day and it's uh, probably good to be ready for the twelfth though. Mm. Well, they'll say though, won't they? But mm-hmm. mentally now, as you're preparing, I'm preparing for out, the twelve. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I, uh, how many days do I have? Uh, twenty, uh, about twenty days uh, to finish it and edit it no, and the screenshots. Like
1: Eighteen or nineteen? Well, nineteen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, we'll
1: we'll get there. I mean, eventually. 16th would be nice, uh, podcast-a-thon day. You have new mm. iPhones in the morning, provided Stephen can get one. Yeah, that'd be for sweet for each of us because that's what he had to do before. This is the first podcast-a-thon. Stephen had to buy buy an iPhone for me. Yep, because I was obviously in America that day. Did it be it work? helpful? Did it work when you went back to the UK? I, for, I even forget. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There are certain bands, um, and this one was the 5G thing could be a problem.
0: Yeah, that's uh, what I'm I just realized. I'm a little worried about that. <sighs> that might be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Uh-oh. maybe we get your Apple Watch here instead. Of no, phone. no,
1: no, I can check it. Like if the current one works, then the next one will work. Cuz I just we don't have millimeter wave, right? So the millimeter the millimeter wave stuff is like whatever, that won't work, but it doesn't currently. But we have like the regular 5G or whatever that's called.
0: Uh um midband or something something something. Yep. To be fair, most people in the U.S. have never experienced a millimeter wave mm-hmm. either, so it's it's fine. I've seen it one time, and I couldn't connect to it. it the uh. phone said it was on there, but it had no data, so that was exciting. This episode of Connected is made possible by Trade. Mike, tell us about your Trade Coffee experience.
1: Oh, I love Trade Coffee. I love coffee in general, and... One of the great joys for me was learning a little bit about what types of coffee I enjoyed, like flavor profiles, because that really helped me narrow down the types of drinks that I was looking for. And what I love about trade is they make this incredibly easy. So like they kind of lead you into it, right? So you go in, you go to their website, you fill out their quiz, and they ask you some simple questions, so like which taste do you enjoy in general and they can then help you narrow down to find the perfect coffee for you they're very confident that they will find the right coffee for you uh, and they have done that for me time and time again uh, just from filling out that stuff in the first place they sent me some things i learned about some new roasteries that i enjoy really just a wonderful experience
0: when you become a trade coffee customer you'll get the freshest and best tasting coffee you've ever made at home and the coffee you'll be drinking is from the country's best independent craft roasters, which helps out those small businesses as well. It's actually really cool. Trade's coffee team actually taste tests thousands of coffees from around the U.S. They keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. Everyone has that one coffee they just love, and Trade will help you find it. They're so confident they'll match you correctly the first time that if they don't give them your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send you a brand new bag for free you know you're going to be looked after whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know when your coffee tastes the way you like it trades real coffee experts personally taste test over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you Like Mike said, it just takes answering a couple of questions. Get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping, when you go to drinktrade.com slash connected. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. So get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash connected and let trade find you a coffee your love. That URL more time, drinktrade.com slash connected for thirty dollars off. Our thanks to trade for their support of the show and relay FM. Apple has expanded their self-service repair program. This was announced a while back, and we got some iPhone components for select late model iPhones. And now the uh, M1 MacBook Air the m1 macbook pro and the 14 and 16 inch macbook pros have been added to the self-service repair store Uh, this is only in the u.s but it's supposed to expand outside beyond the u.s including europe later this year unknown still continues to be later but
1: they've said it again like later
0: yeah i mean there's there's some months left you know
1: yeah sure there's
0: latest i had a moment the other day where i needed to schedule something for three months out i was like oh that's during the holidays i'm like nope i don't like that (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so the self-service repair for the macbook air and the macbook pro there's more than a dozen different repairs for each model Uh, these include basically everything you think it would right the display the top case with battery which i'm going to come back to in a minute the trackpad uh, with even m- more coming on again later. Uh, Jason actually, over in Six Colors, has a full list of all the parts. Um, I would like. Uh, I would. I think we should read this. Read this list. What do you guys think? Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. How do you want to? Do, do you have a special way you like? I think like this we round robin them. Okay.
0: Who so, starts? Uh, Federico, and then Mike, and then me.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, this is an easy one. Antenna module. MacBook Air only. Audio board. Audio board
0: flex cable. MacBook Air only.
1: Battery. MacBook Air only. Battery management unit. BMU. Flex cable. Bottom case. Display. Display hinge covers.
0: Embedded display port flex cable with connector cowling. MBA MacBook Air and 13-inch MacBook Pro only. Fans. (laughs) (laughs) well there's a
2: parenthesis
0: no it's good Uh MacBook Pro only yeah the MacBook Air doesn't have any fans
1: (laughs) IO board MacBook Air and 13 inch MacBook Pro only keycap replacement lid angle
2: sensor LAS module 14 inch and 16 inch MacBook Pro only logic board
0: MagSafe 3 board, 14- and 16-inch MacBook Pro only.
2: Speakers, MacBook
0: Air and 13-inch MacBook Pro only.
1: Top case, MacBook Air only.
0: Top case with battery, MacBook Pro only. Touch ID board.
1: Trackpad and trackpad flex cable.
0: USB-C boards, 14- and 16-inch MacBook Pro only. Beautiful. It's a lot of parts. Nice.
1: Yeah. So actually it's quite a lot of parts. I have a couple of questions. Keycap replacement. I'm intrigued at that because different, different? No, all the same, right? Yeah. Because the MacBook Air, yes.
0: Well, even if they are different, you're ordering against your serial number. So they would know, like if there's some discrete, small difference somewhere that they, they'll send you the right thing, I'm sure. On that, uh,
1: you have to provide your serial number to get access to parts. You can buy the tools without the serial numbers, but this is unlike the iPhone. So with the iPhone, you can just go buy parts. But to buy stuff from the Mac store, uh, you have to provide a serial number. 9to5Mac spoke with the support team and confirmed that you can only swap out matching parts. Basically, you can't use this as a way to get more RAM for your computer yeah. and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. This is how I mean. A hundred years ago, when I was in this business, this is how it worked then too. Like you were trading like for like parts. So, if you were replacing a logic board with a you know a two gigahertz Core Two Duo, you were putting that same logic board exactly back in the machine, and Apple verified when you sent parts back that you weren't doing something like this. Um, mm-hmm. And I would imagine now. That basically everything is the logic board, like uh, they're going to be really, really careful to make sure people are doing what they're supposed to do here. I think it's interesting reading this list, too. It's very clear in reading this that the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro, the 13 inch, are the old design because they don't have MagSafe uh, they don't have the USB C ports as separate daughter boards. So, like on the 14 to 16, if you break the USB C port, you're not replacing the whole logic board. It's its own discrete component that you fish out of there and plug in a new one. So it's it's kind of interesting to see the differences to me as someone who you know spent a lot of time taking these things apart over the years to uh, to kind of see where this line is drawn uh, between these these models.
1: I'm going to put my serial number in. Okay. What display type? What what repair type do we want to look at? We've got audio board, battery management, basically the parts, right? Yeah. What do you want to know? I think we do. Uh, I think we do logic board. Let's go for the big one. Okay. Uh, logic board, processing your request. Man, it's taking a long time. It's just spinning here. It's not a good website, but we've talked about okay. that before. <laughs> so it pre-fills a bunch of stuff. So it's pre-filled ten core, twenty-four core GPU. Yeah. 64 gigabytes of memory, 2 terabytes SSD. So it's pre-filled that. So I press search. Uh, it will cost $2,550.24 to change the logic board, which comes with the Touch ID board. Mm-hmm. And I would, but off the credit. So you can send the old items back to them. Right. If they accept them, it would cost me $500 total.
0: Right. Yeah, it's, it's basically a core charge. Very common in the repair industry it's definitely true for cars too right if you need an alternator they send you your old one back and you get a discount or something so none of that's uh super unusual i mean there are some you know there are some things to to talk about here i think in terms of how like how useful this program actually is and we talked about this in the when it was out for the iphone too that you know, most consumers aren't going to want to do this. Right? Mm-hmm. Most people are not going to open a phone or a laptop. They would if if it needs a repair, they'd rather spend the $500 or whatever it is with the Apple store or with a service provider and then they know that it's being done correctly by someone who knows what they're doing, who has the expertise and the tools and stuff already. Mm-hmm. This is great for people who want to do their own thing, and there are a lot of people in our audience who probably would take advantage of this if something came up. I know that if you know if I had a machine that needed something, I would definitely be tempted to do it. But again, I have the expertise to do this sort of thing, right? I already have a bunch of the tools too, at least to do the Mac stuff. You know, it's not like crazy iPhone, you know, panini presses or anything, right? It's like it's just screwdrivers and and you know that sort of thing to take these apart. Yes,
1: the tools are a little bit more. Um, pedestrian. Lot pedestrians are good for. I wouldn't logical, but yeah, but pe- yeah, they're like they're, it's just different, right? It's just yeah. like these. The Mac tools are like they're just like tools. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You
0: can buy a nice set of like you know Torx bits from iFixit and 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 go at it. So, and
1: they have some stuff like they have like specialized keycap levers, which is just like three like D printed things. Yeah. but like you know they've just got like the tool kit is a. Tool kit it's not like this <laughs> 80 huge 80 pounds like, of machinery hundred, yeah like 80 <laughs> pound thing it's just like a box like a pelican case with a bunch of tools in it you know so it's more kind of like what you would expect i got that really cool screwdriver i got you for your birthday i think
0: it's so. a very good screwdriver mm-hmm. it's very good mm-hmm. the uh the folks at i fix it had some commentary on this that i thought was interesting and i actually don't necessarily agree with them. Uh, they had a blog post up basically complaining about the the battery repair in the MacBook Pro. And you can go read the blog post. It's long. What it boils down to is that on some of these models to replace the battery, you're actually replacing the battery keyboard and top case as one component. And they say, well, on one hand, you know, the iPhone and the iPad, Apple's actually done some things to make it easier to replace the battery. I mean, it's still, you're still heating it up and dealing with adhesives and all that stuff, but, you know, it's, it's a discrete component where on some of the MacBook Pros, that's actually not the case. And they, they quote that it takes 162 pages of repair guide to get you to the place where you're doing the battery keyboard top case on the MacBook Pro. Um, the way these machines are built and the way they've been built since the unibody introduction, like in 2008 on the MacBook Pro. So 14 years, you know, 15 years, if you go back to the original MacBook Air is the top case is the structure of these machines and everything is built attached to the top case. So if you take your laptop and you close it and you turn it upside down, so you're looking at the feet in the bottom case, that bottom case is just a thin piece of metal. All the structure and all the screw bosses and everything is attached to that top case and so when you're replacing uh something like the battery you know apple has for a long time uh made the battery and keyboard and top case all one component and i think i fix its complaint is well shouldn't the battery be a bit more modular and i don't necessarily disagree with that but at the same time like i think if they had the expectation that apple is going to radically change how they're going to de- design and build their products with the foreknowledge of them being in the self-service repair program in the future, clearly they're not going to do that. And I, you know, I don't know if hoping that they would was a right move or not, because Apple knows that a very, very, very small percentage of people are ever going to take advantage of this program. And the people who get paid to take these things apart have the correct training And the tools and the expertise to do it, and that's not going to change, right? Like if I was still in the Apple authorized service provider business, and this came out, I would not be nervous. I would not worry about this shutting down my service business because most people aren't going to crack open their 14-inch MacBook Pro. So, I get what iFixit's saying, and I agree that yeah, it would be nicer if it were easier, but I don't necessarily think that that was going to be a reasonable expectation. And I would say that when it's really going to get interesting is when the iMac and the Mac studio show up on this website, because they are much more difficult to open than a, a MacBook pro or a MacBook air. They are more akin to iPhones. Now I have not opened a, you know, one of the new M one iMacs, but the Intel iMacs for years, there's been a strip of adhesive between the glass and the aluminum that you get this little tool and you actually cut the adhesive from the outside. And then you have to like peel the thing off and clean it. It's all this really big project. It's not hard if you have the skills, but it's time consuming. And if you don't have the skills, like, and I've done this in front of people, you're like putting SSDs and IMAX and stuff. And everyone's like, Oh my God, like, what are you doing? The sound it makes, you know, you're going to drop the screen, like all these concerns. So I don't I don't know how happy iFixit's going to be about that either. And I would say to iFixit, look, and I, I really like iFixit. I have a bunch of their tools. I've used a bunch of their parts. I will continue to do so. Overall, this is a good thing that this is out here. So like, take a breath. That's what I'm saying. Take a victory lap because iFixit in particular has led the way to Right to Repair leading to programs like this. And so mm-hmm. I get what they're saying, but I kind of felt weird reading the blog post.
1: Breaking. Stephen Hackett slams iFixit says, take a
0: breath.
2: Yeah. I can (laughs) see the headline. Indie blogger slams iFixit.
1: Calls them hysterical. Wow. Wow. (laughs) I mean, I agree with you, but like, look, you know, this is iFixit's whole thing, right? Right. They're never going to be happy with anything Apple's ever going to do in this arena. Because the two in like in the same way that Apple is never going to do what iFixit wants them to do, iFixit's never gonna be happy with what Apple does. Like, these are two opposing forces over this issue. Where like Apple are being dragged, kicking and screaming because of the work of people like iFixit towards a better right to repair strategy. But Apple are never gonna be like like that laptop where you can pull out the parts on its its own, right? The framework laptop. They're never going to be like that. They're just not. And like, because that product has a bunch of design issues Mm -hmm. because of the fact that it is how it is. And Apple's just not going to be like that. So they're happier to do something like this where they can tick the box. Technically, they can say, you can, users can do this if they want to. But then at the same time, continue to make it easier for users to get their parts in for repairs at proper places, Uh, would be is the right I think is a better move ultimately
0: you know maybe at some point we'll we'll do this I'm sure that in the the coming days we'll see uh people on YouTube getting their their hands on the stuff and that'll be interesting to see you know probably less interesting than the iPhone because again you get two road cases full of equipment shipped to you (laughs) like
1: I (laughs) mean it is kind of hilarious that like the bigger machine the bigger like maybe more complicated machine you just get a set yeah. of tools.
0: And the teeny tiny iPhone, you've got to basically be Tony Stark to figure it out.
1: You need a truck to take
0: it back to the post office. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm overall, I'm very happy this is here and that Apple is is, you know, staying true to their word that they are rolling this out. It I wonder moving forward if the, the gap in time is going to be about what we've seen. So like the 14 to 16-inch MacBook Pro been out, what, nine months or so? And now they're on this repair site. Like how long till the M2 Air shows up on this? You know, is it going to be nine months? Is it going to be faster? When will the iPhone 14 show up? These are questions we don't have answers to yet. But all in all, I'm excited to see Apple continue to push this ball forward, even if they are doing it sort of begrudgingly, which I, I get the sense maybe they are. This episode of Connected is made possible by Sourcegraph. So you've hired a brilliant developer to join your team. That's awesome. But now you have to spend time getting them on board. If your company is growing, you're going to be onboarding new developers all the time. And that's great, but it's a big undertaking. One of the biggest challenges for new hires is getting up to speed with the project their new team is already working on. This can be tricky if the code bases your developers are working in are already large. Thankfully, Sourcegraph makes it easy to move fast even in those big code bases. Developers know that knowledge is the most useful when it's findable. Centralization is helpful, but given the fact that most companies store knowledge in at least two different locations, how do you make knowledge accessible to those who need it? As a code intelligence platform, Sourcegraph gives developers what they need to drive their own learning over time and in different situations. Teams without Sourcegraph rely on asking colleagues or reviewing out-of-date documentation, both of which are cumbersome and time-consuming. But with Sourcegraph, every developer can search across millions of repositories to find specific code, saving time for themselves and everyone else. So when questions do come up, you know it's the big stuff that's worth the extra time. Sourcegraph was created to make developers' lives easier, and today they work with leading companies across every industry, including three out of five of the top tech companies, plus PayPal, Uber, Plaid, GE, Reddit, Atlassian, and more. Visit about.sourcegraph.com to learn more. That's about.sourcegraph.com to find out why some of the biggest tech companies in the world are using Sourcegraph and to see what Sourcegraph can do for yours. Check out the link in the show notes to let them know you heard about them from us. Our thanks to Sourcegraph for sponsoring the show.
1: So, I think this was last week Federico made mention to using a different Twitter client. Yes, that was last week. And Uh, you shared, well, we could work it out because it was in the tweets, Uh, Spring. Spring, yes. Can I just say, before you get into this, I've been trying out this app a little bit, I cannot remember the name of this application.
0: Mm, interesting. There is
1: something about it where I'm like, what is it called Swipe? Every single, I, whenever I'm trying to search for it, I can't remember its name. I think there's just something about the word Spring, which like it doesn't connect with Twitter in my brain, hmm. and so like I haven't been able to like make a link. But yeah, I can never remember the name Spring. Spring. Mm, just
2: call it just call it Tichi Tweet or something, and
1: then you're gonna remember. But th- I can't find that by searching.
0: You could make a shortcut named. Whatever true, he said. True. Teachy tweet. Teachy, Teachy tweet. tweet. And then launch that. That launches the yes. app. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could, mean, do, I could that. do
2: that. But anyway, yeah, I promised I would talk about this. And and yes, let's talk about it. So I've been using the app for the past couple of weeks. Uh, you know me. I'm always on the lookout for cool new stuff made by indie developers. This is one of them. Um, I, I am really, really impressed with this uh, third-party Twitter client. It's been around for a while. I was familiar with it before. I only I, I took it for a spin, I want to say last year, uh, maybe a couple of years ago. I don't know how long it's been around, but I remember checking this out a while back, uh, not being impressed with it. And then I got a couple of emails from, from readers and a message from a Discord member saying, hey, you, I don't know if you uh, ever checked out the app i'm not affiliated with the developer or anything i just think it's something you should check out and so they, they were right say
1: federica that's how to get you, you know? do you
2: think it's secretly like a ring of of people no. who are <laughs> affiliated with developers i don't know
1: i would say there probably is some of that but i doubt it in this case
2: interesting interesting theory so w- we'll explore that at some point <laughs> uh for now <laughs> We we'll get into that. Uh, but for now, so this, this is the kind of Twitter client that, like, it's got that, that sort of vibe of, I can't believe no one is talking about this sort of vibe. Like, this app is so good, but it's not typically, you know, included in the roundups of, like, what's a third-party Twitter client on Apple platforms? Well, Tweetbot and Twitterific and maybe Aviary, like, these are the usual names that you see. I personally find, at the moment, right now, this app superior to everything else. Um, so it covers all the bases, right? It's got iCloud sync. Um, it's got push notifications, uh, for, based on the new Twitter API. So it can alert you for DMs, but also it's got some cool settings for push notifications. This is a common theme of the app. It's got some cool settings. Uh, I'll explain this in a few minutes. Uh, it can tell you, for example, what someone you follow also replies to you kind of like in the Twitter app, it's got that sort of push notification, um, It's got tons of keyboard shortcuts. It supports multi-window on the iPad. Uh, It's available on the Mac, so you can get like a single consistent experience on iPhone, iPad and the Mac. Uh, And it's got, this is the thing that impressed me. Um, It's got native, it it feels very native to Apple platforms. Um, So for example, native context menus everywhere, integration with shortcuts, um, custom app icons, uh, as I mentioned, keyboard shortcuts, like all the latest and greatest technologies, this app uses them. Um, I'll get into this in a minute, but this is one of the very few third-party apps that already use Center Windows if you if you mm. uh, use the traditional split view slide over environment which means as a side benefit because this developer did the work to support Center Windows last year now this app works perfectly in stage manager as well out of the box so that that was pretty cool uh, now as I as I said a minute ago the common one of the common themes with spring is like infinite customization. Um, And I think it's been done in a very thoughtful way that doesn't feel as daunting as something like iCab or, I don't know, Obsidian, like those apps that basically have like pages and pages of settings. This app has a lot of settings, but they are very well organized. And the most important customization feature, I think, is the fact that you can fully customize the entire tab bar of the app. And by fully customize, I really mean it. Like, you don't want to have the main home timeline. You can rearrange rearrange it on screen in the tab bar and put it elsewhere. You can change the labels, like the names of all the tab bar items. You can change the icons for every single tab bar item, choosing from the whole collection of SF symbols. But most importantly, you can make your own tabs. And this is what really sticks out for me and why I find this app, besides well-designed and fast and very native to iPhone and iPad, but just useful. The idea that you can... turn This is, I guess, the key feature of Spring. You can turn everything you want into a section, into a tab, including saved searches. So, for example... Uh, I like to view my mentions on Twitter as a combination of replies and people who quote tweet my tweets. Uh, I had an article a few years ago on Mac, stories about this, on how uh, you can build this sort of search yourself using the advanced um, Twitter search operators. I just like to view replies and quote tweets in the same screen. That saved search, I made it into my mentions tab in spring it's just mm. just like that you can search for stuff. you can
1: like customize what tabs are, yeah right yeah,
2: and you yeah. can create new tabs like you can customize customize the existing ones but you can also make new ones that's the idea and it goes beyond that so saved searches or any kind of search can become a tab a user profile can become mm. its own tab so let's say you really like mike and you're really li- you're like you're really into checking the follower count for Mike Hurley. You can turn Mike's profile into a tab in Spring. So Sold. every once in a while, every once in a while, you're like, hey, let me check on Mike's follower count. And you're like, you open that tab, and you can see it. Um, in my case, I had a less creepy use case, which is I'm logged in with my personal account, but I also wanna quickly get access to the Mac Stories profile to see like. Uh, not just the followers, but like the latest tweets that we have shared for articles. And so the Mac Stories profile is pinned to my top bar as its own tab. Um, the top bar, like on the iPhone, obviously you're limited in space at the bottom. But there's a couple of things you can do. Uh, first, you can put items in an overflow menu so that the, all the extra tab- tabs that don't fit at the bottom of the screen, you can get them in a menu. Or you can make the top bar uh, scrollable horizontally. So you can scroll through and you can reach all the other tabs. On the iPad, it's much better. You can also increase it up to 9. Yes. Nine things. Yeah, and, and but it's it it, it gets kind of absurd. It's to very to tap elements. elements yeah. yeah, on the iPad is much better because you uh, the top bar is this uh, thin strip on the left uh, on the left edge of the screen and so it fits a ton of items uh, because there's a ton of vertical space there. So um, yeah, being able to turn anything into its own tab into a custom section that's lovely. This is one of the few apps. Uh, one of the few third-party apps that lets you view retweets and likes to to your tweets or someone else's tweets in the context menu, which you can also customize. Obviously, like the the entire context menu that you get when you long press or ri- right click on a tweet, that's also customizable. Uh, that menu has two buttons called "View Retweets" and "View Likes." Hey, I like to I like to see what people like and retweet my stuff. So that that helps. Uh, typically, I would have to use the Twitter app or Twitter website for that. But here I can do it in spring. Timeline filters are incredible. So there's this filter button at the top of the timeline. This is not a new idea, but I think it's been done better in spring. So you can filter your timeline based on type of tweet or content. So for example, you can exclude retweets or quote tweets, or threads, or replies. Um, Or you can just view original tweets. And then you can mix and match this with content types. So you can do things like, show me all articles, like show me all links that are also original tweets. Or show me all retweets that are images, or that are GIFs. And that becomes like, like a really fun way to Open just memes from your timeline, like show me retweets that are also animated GIFs, Um, you know, you can mix and match these filters and you can save them and you can pin them like the whole deal, like filtering the timeline is incredible. Um, There's a notifications tab that is similar to the Twitter one, it aggregates your activity. Uh, so, notifications, how many people liked or retweet, uh, retweeted your tweets. Uh, it doesn't update as, like, it's not as real time as Twitter's official thing.
1: I find the, the information presentation of that tab specifically to be quite awkward. Mm. Like, so? I can see that, like, they're going for what Twitter does. Yeah. But I think like there are a few things like the the profile pictures are way larger than the content that it's referring to, for example. Um, but I I appreciate that this is this is like the only third party app that I've seen do this and threading in the way that it does them.
2: They do the threading in the timeline, just like, um, or very similar to how Twitter does it. Which Uh, I miss in
1: applications, honestly.
2: I am so used to the Twitter app and the Twitter website to, when somebody replies to something, to see the original tweet in the context of that reply. And Spring does it, just like Twitter. And if you don't like it, you can turn it off. Again, there's the kind of stuff that you can customize in settings, so yeah, it, it's really about like this this collection of small features that may be taken um, you know t- taken on their own. They don't seem like much, but yeah. together they really add up to this kind of experience that combines the some of the, the things that I do like about Twitter's official products but also some of the many other conveniences of of third-party apps like no ads and a ton of Apple-native features. Lastly, I do want to mention how this app deals on the iPad with columns and windows. So, uh, and this is maybe the area where I wish the developer um, had done um, things a bit differently. So you can open... Uh, detailed views for tweets or profiles in a secondary column. But you cannot open multiple columns like you used to do in TweetDeck or how you can do in Aviary or how you can do in TweetBot for Mac. You cannot spawn multiple column after column after column you cannot do that instead the app lets you open multiple windows so that's how i've been using it on the ipad Uh, just uh, you know uh, one window with my home timeline and another window for a saved search or something else um, like my mentions but i do wish that you could actually have one window uh, for spring but multiple vertical columns
1: I find this to be incredibly weird yeah. and complicated. Where, like, most of the time, where I'm using Spring, the column on the right is empty, and like that is very strange to me. <laughs> right? You know what I'm like? you using it on the iPad and on the Mac. Like that column. On the right, I can only seem to fill that column if I click on something where I would like, say, to just choose what goes in that column. Yes. I find that to be really weird because most of the time that is just an empty, it's either empty or it is filled with something that I'm not interested in anymore. Yeah. Because I like clicked on a tweet and got more context with it. But then what I just left it there and it's like an hour later and that tweet still, it's just like strange. It's that's That's an odd design choice.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. I, I, so I think that I hope the developer listens to 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 our feedback maybe here and that they rethink the way that columns work in the app. But so far, I'm doing okay with multi-window on the iPad. And as I mentioned, this app works uh, very well with Stage Manager already because it fully supports multi-window. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, I, I typically when I when I switch back to a, to a third-party client. I two things happen. I either find myself constantly opening the Twitter web- website as a fallback because there's always information that I'm missing from from a third-party client or I just go back to the main Twitter app on my iPhone after like a week. And I don't I'm not doing that since I started using Spring. And I think for me a huge part of that is being able to to pin saved searches any, anywhere in the apps UI, but also having real multi-window support and having the the, the threading in the timeline uh, is also huge for me and being able to see who liked or retweeted my tweets like those features that are inspired by the Twitter app. I think those are, you know, take um, combined with the um, sort of things that I expect from a quality indie experience, like context menu, m- menus, multi-window, keyboard shortcuts, those two things combined are helping me stick with Spring. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I really like it. Uh, if you, like, I guess I would, what I would say is, if, you, if you're curious about a different take on a third-party Twitter client, there's a light version on the App Store. So it's one of those apps that does it old school. You can get the light version, oh, nice. see if you like it, and then get the full version.
1: I have a couple of other things that I've observed. uh One I like, one I'm sh- I think I like, and one I don't like. The thing I don't like is for an app that has so many settings. Let me turn off the trending, yeah, search yes. like trending search results on the search page. Like just let me turn that off, like. I don't want to see this at all if I don't need to, and I would prefer to not see it, especially because they don't have ones that are even, like, customized to me a little bit. Like, I don't... In Twitter, I don't like the trends at all, but at least sometimes there's stuff that I'm interested in. Like, if there's big Formula 1 news or whatever, they, like, do a good job of showing that to me. But I hate the trends. Uh, the, The thing that is intriguing to me is the default way in which retweets are shown, which is... Yeah, that's... <laughs> like a quote tweet. So if you just retweet something, yeah. it shows your account and then the embedded tweet instead of like the tweet that you've retweeted and like a marker. You can change it back to what they call like like the standard traditional retweet layout. And Which it does, I did. Um, and I just haven't... I'm just not sure yet. I'm just like, I've been trying it out and like, it's interesting, but I don't know why they choose to do it this way, but it's interesting.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure either. I ended up not liking it, so I went back
1: to the regular retweet Mm. design. I think I'm going to, too. But I was just, it was just an intriguing design thing for me where I have kept bumping up against it, where I keep looking for the context of that, like of the quote, what looks to be a quote tweet. But it's at least interesting as like a, because I don't know what technically the right thing should be. Should Mm -hmm. you? I like think if you retweet something should you be more or less attached to it? I don't know. It's an interesting app. Steven, I think you don't like it, right?
0: I don't I don't love it. A, a lot of my complaints with it come down to design decisions. And I love the customization of everything that Federico you walked through. I find a lot of the UI like difficult to get to look nice. An example is quote tweets, right, which are a A big part of Twitter now, and the design of those—something about the way they're they're inset and like they have a background in light and in dark mode—I find it difficult to to like understand what it's tied to. Maybe that's just a a white space issue because I do think even with all the typeface adjustments, like everything feels a bit too crowded and busy everywhere. And I've gone through and turned off what I can. But I feel like there's a, a level of polish in the UI that maybe isn't what it could be. And maybe that's a you know, maybe that's a trade-off with the the ability to customize everything. But the other thing that's that I don't love about it is that it's uh, it's super customizable, but those customizations don't sync. You instead have a export weird. an yeah. export import function where you can like airdrop. So I've had it on my phone and my Mac. And you it like Exports a configuration file and I airdropped it to my Mac and then I imported it to Spring on the Mac, which Spring on the Mac is not very good. It's like very obvious that it's the the iPad version, and a lot of the UI stuff is way too big and and really feels pretty weird. So for me, like I'm glad it's here. I'm glad people are still experimenting in this in this space. But Tweetbot between Tweet Tweetbot and the official app, I just don't think there's room for it for me i think i like it more than tweetbot
1: really personally Mm -hmm. yeah um i think it has just more features that i jive with the biggest one for me is just like the it is the threading layout like i really don't like when i'm in tweetbot and like i see a tweet and it's like what is this even like what is this referring to it just seems like weird like i find myself in when i'm using tweetbot so often needing to get more information on a tweet like i have to click into the tweet and see yes. what this is replying yes. to because like i can tell it's replying to something but i don't know what that is and i feel like i feel like it's just bad at this point like that's a thing that you, you got to find a way to work on because this is just how twitter is used by people mm-hmm. and I, I like that this app has it and there's just like a couple of other things like you can mark a DM as red great I, I like i just like that i have that feed There's just like a lot of features like is this is quote unquote beautiful no but like i think it is a better experience for modern twitter than tweetbot is now for, for like what it does it's not perfect right but mm-hmm. i think is yeah especially on the iphone i think i think better and it's closer to what i'm looking for now
0: i, I did have the thought that, oh, this makes TweetBot look really outdated. And is Spring doing things that are available to TweetBot that they just haven't taken advantage of, like the threading? You know, is that, and I I just don't know, like, is that part of the Twitter API or is it something that they've figured out on their own? But there's definitely features in this app that TweetBot doesn't have that TweetBot should have, at least optionally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is
1: to that, right? My mm-hmm. expectation is whatever the answer is they should Tweetbot should have done it as well unless Springs doing things that maybe they shouldn't because maybe it's a smaller application it's getting away with it. I don't know the answer to that, right? But the threading thing if Twitter doesn't provide you an API surely that is a solvable thing like you could work that out, right? Like tweets are connected, I don't know.
0: I mean someone has, so you know. Yeah, somebody has. This episode of Connected is made possible by Ladder. Let's be real. We all have a tendency to put off certain things until the very last minute. Whether it's going to the DMV or arranging your next doctor's appointment, finishing your iOS 16 review, home improvement project, whatever it is. Most of the time, that works out. But one thing in life that you really can't afford to wait on is setting up term coverage life insurance. You've probably seen life insurance commercials and thought, oh yeah, I'll look into that later. But it's not something you should wait around on. You can choose life insurance through Ladder today. Ladder is 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork, when you apply for $3 million in coverage or less. Just answer a few questions about your health in an application. Ladder's customers rate them a 4.8 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot, and they made Forbes Best Life Insurance list in 2021. You just need a few minutes and your phone or laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out if you're approved instantly. There's no hidden fees and you can cancel at any time. And you'll get a full refund if you change your mind. There are no hidden fees and you can cancel any time. And you'll get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. Ladder policies are issued by insurers with long, proven histories of paying claims They're rated A and A-plus by AM Best. And since life insurance costs more as you age, now's the time to cross it off your list. Go to ladderlife.com slash connected today to see if you're instantly approved. That's ladderlife, L-A-D-D-E-R, ladderlife.com slash connected. Our thanks to Ladder for their support of the show.
1: In a comment to TechCrunch, Apple Notes. This is an especially big year for... That's That's an app, Apple Notes. Apple has said this is an especially big year for iPad OS as it's, its own platform with features specifically designed for iPad. We have the flexibility to deliver iPad OS on its own schedule. This fall, iPad OS will ship after iOS as version 16.1 in a free software update. Hey, don't you know? This is a just beautifully written statement.
2: Yes, yes. Right? The, it's like, like they just realized that they have flexibility yeah.
0: now. We can it's, do whatever we want. Hey, it's w- a feature specifically designed for the iPad that are also on the Mac, and that are also very broken right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's so uh, it's so PR So AKA
1: flexibility. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where, where people
2: where people see bugs where people see bugs we see opportunities that's the, that's the mantra for apple vr yeah. where you see problems we see flexibility it's such a beautiful job done here with this statement
0: as a bonus it's going to be free unlike <laughs> other <laughs> ipad os releases <laughs>
2: Hey, <laughs> look, they used to be paid oh, I know. 12 I know. years ago.
0: I know. So, Sabane's so, oxley baby. I know, yeah. Do you
2: want to go back to that?
0: Nope, you no, I do not. Uh, so this is out in beta. What is new in 16.1, Federico? So st-
2: stage manager in 16.1, uh, they added some new options. Um, the, the The plus button to create a new window for an, for an app that supports multiple windows is in a better spot now. Still takes way too many taps and clicks to get to that spot, but at least now it's visible. Um, and now you can invoke the strip of recent apps by swiping with your finger on the screen uh, from the edge of the display, even if the app that you're using is in full screen. So you don't have to resize it anymore. Now you can just invoke it with a swipe. Uh, the strip also appears in portrait orientation now. So that's that's something that the, uh, something else that they fixed that didn't make a lot of sense before, why it was not available in portrait. But the thing is, in, in doing this, it's one step forward, four to five steps back, in that uh, the constant crashes... And by constant, I mean like literally on my iPad. Now, I don't know if it, the problem is me or if other people have the same problem. But like on my iPad, when I do regular things, and I'm not doing anything so fancy. Like I'm not exporting video or rendering 3D stuff. Like, no, I'm just taking notes and browsing Twitter. Uh, but it crashes every 15 minutes or something. Like it's, <laughs> it's just that. And it takes you back to the lock screen and you got to start over. So that's still happening. I tried it again last night just to make sure. If anything, they made the window snapping behavior even more aggressive than before. Um, It it feels like even more than in previous betas, the system takes away the control from me when it comes to where I want to place windows. Mm -hmm. And that was always true of stage manager. That's, Partly the idea of stage manager, like, hey, don't worry about Windows, we'll position them for you. But mm-hmm. it felt like they had a better balance of, you know, the system's control and your sense of control. I feel like it was better balanced before, and now I also feel like, like uh, it, it's it's easier to cover the strip of recent apps, it's almost like the system doesn't think there's enough space to show you the recents anymore. And all the other problems were still here. Uh, Working with external displays is still very much broken at a fundamental design level. Broken, that is. What else? Um, Moving workspaces from the iPad's display to an external display is still way too slow. Um, the dock gets accidentally covered by windows that resize themselves every <laughs> few minutes. Like the list goes on and on and on. I hope they can get it done by October. Have they mentioned October specifically? No. No. They just said uh, this fall. I pa- yeah, it's, uh, it'll yeah.
0: come out when it's ready.
2: I hope that will be ready. Uh, now, <laughs> I I can tell you this. I think they are very much receptive to feedback at this point but also i get the impression that they you know you you. hubris gets in the way with these companies sometimes and i feel like there may have been a problem for half of this summer that they were maybe so proud of this design that they started listening to feedback a little later in the process and now look where we are now I get the impression that they're listening, but they had to delay the thing because of that. Yeah. I I don't know. I hope it gets better. I can tell you that I tried it for about an hour last night. I saw what I had to see and I went back to Split View and Slide Over once again. So yeah, that's how it's going.
0: There was a, a, a section on ATP last week where Casey was rightfully upset about providing feedback in like July and being told, oh, that's way too late.
2: <laughs> like, when do you want me to do it? Like, yeah, do, yeah, do you seriously. want me to stay to stay up late at night during the week of WWC just so that I can file feedback early for you? Like at this point, give me a salary if you want that, you know? Like seriously. Like,
0: <laughs> But I do think that in this moment, there's a little window of time here right before they pick a new direction and go down or decide, Oh, we're just going to fix this, this and that. But I mean, I'm glad they're doing it. Like it's not unprecedented. They did it with what uh, iOS 13, right? Like 13.0 was only on new phones and then 13.1, I guess unified it for everybody. So they are willing to do this when they feel like it's necessary. And, you, you know what are we going to get are we going to get a month maybe because there's probably ipad hardware and if there's ipad hardware they want this out uh, in time for the holidays we'll, we'll see you know we'll see if really what an extra three or four weeks can buy them what if they ship 16 on ipad hardware <laughs> and mm-hmm. 16.1 still comes later just like those iphones you know it could be could yeah it could be or That'd be funny. or could 16 ship on new iPads without Stage Manager and then it comes oh in God. 16.1. Who knows, right? Guys, yes. I,
2: have a, I have an idea. Okay. I have an idea. I think Apple, if Apple wants more and better feedback earlier, I think they should gamify filing feedback. If you're a developer, each 10 feedbacks that you file, you get an expedited app review made by a real human. Or just one...
1: You, like or you get free card. You can put anything you want in the app, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or you get points in your account. Uh-huh. in your developer account. You get. I don't know, but yeah. Um, look, I honestly don't know. It feels like there's a. There are two different conversations happening here. Uh, one is okay. This is stage manager. I am sort of into the idea. I think I can use this, but there are technical issues and some design problems. And I think I am sort of in that camp. Like, I think I can use stage manager. I think I can live with the system arranging arranging windows on my behalf. But there are tons of problems right now. There's the other camp of people saying, well, this whole thing, like all of it, is fundamentally wrong and you need to go back to the drawing board and redo it all like this idea of the recent apps on the left this idea of the system not letting you resize windows like all of it is wrong and we don't want it so there are these two factions right now Mm -hmm. I don't think Apple will listen to the second one I don't think Apple will say Ah, turns out we were wrong we're not doing this anymore sorry, see you next year I don't think they're going to do that I think they will work really hard on pleasing the first group of people. But I want to see if next year, next WWDC, Stage Manager is a lot different from what it is today. Because I think short term, it would be very awkward for Apple to pull it. But long term, I also think they want to make pro users happier than they are with Stage Manager. So they're kind of stuck in between, and it's it's a very awkward situation at the moment, I think.
0: If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about this week, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 412. There in the sidebar, you'll see a link to email us with any feedback or follow-up. You can also join and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week, this week, the three of us designed uh, our own iPhones, and you can you can see those in the notes for the pro show. You can find us all online. You can find Mike on Twitter as i m y k e. He's the host of a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. You can find Federico Evatici, v i t i c c i, and he, of course, is the editor in chief of MacStories.net, which will be home to his iOS and iPadOS 16. Review and coverage. Y'all yeah, have been doing stuff all summer. It's been great. Reviews. Reviews. Reviews.
2: Reviews. reviews. Please. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> reviews. Don't reviews. give people the wrong idea. you know? Reviews. Stories. Reviews. Yes. Reviews.
0: Reviews. Oh. You can find me on Twitter as ismh and I write over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors Text Expander, Trade Coffee, Source Graph, and Ladder. Until next time, guys, say goodbye arrivederci cheerio bye all